Good morning, everyone. So, um, if you're ever wondering, maybe you might notice that when I come up here to, to preach, I'll set down a little device on the ambo. This is a, a voice recorder. I record all my homilies. I've been doing that for five years now. And I post them on a podcast site that I have. So if you ever want to go back and listen to a homily of mine or share it with someone, uh, you can find it on our parish website. So you go to the St. Michael website. On the top, you click on clergy and staff. And under my picture, you'll see a, a link that says, uh, listen to Father Lear's homilies. So just, just an FYI to let you know about that. You know, I'd like you to contemplate something to begin with here in relation to these readings we have. Think about, you know, what, <laughs> what would it be like if God just showed up in your living room? What, how would it, how would it be? You know, maybe you would think you would, it'd be lightning. Or you might think that the house would shake. Or the roof would fly off and the whole place would be filled with light. Maybe, but that's not how God's presence is described in our readings today. You know, in two of our readings, we have stories of God's presence and someone recognizing the Lord's presence. And it doesn't come in all this explosive glamour. You know, it's not all big and powerful and scary. In the first reading, we hear about the prophet Elijah, who is told that he is going to encounter the Lord. He's instructed to go, go up to the top of this high mountain. And he goes into a cave there and he waits. And first there is a strong and heavy wind. And this wind is so heavy that it's crushing rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. And then there's an earthquake. Imagine being in a cave on a high mountain during an earthquake. That had to be terrifying. Yet the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then there's a fire on the mountain. And the Lord was not in the fire. So after all that, what does Elijah encounter? He hears a tiny whispering sound. And then he hides his face in his cloak because he knows that he is in the presence of the Lord. And he knows that he is not worthy to be in the presence of the Lord. So the Lord comes in more gentle ways than we may expect. And the same thing in today's gospel. We heard the story of the apostles in their small fishing boat crossing the Sea of Galilee in the middle of the night. The winds are strong, so they are being tossed about. That would be scary in itself. You know, they don't have life preservers or flashlights. It's dark outside, it's windy, and the waves are tossing them around. And in the midst of all that, Jesus comes walking to them on the water. 
And what's her first reaction? It's a ghost. <laughs> Could be a ghost. Could be an angel. Could be a demon. Could be Jesus himself. They don't quite know. And yet Peter has this faith. So he sees, he sees this figure of a man that, that looks like Jesus walking towards him. And I think Peter recognizes a peacefulness about him in the midst of the storm. He must know that it is the Lord because Peter asks something really ridiculous of Jesus. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. You know, that takes a lot of faith. In order to prove that it's really Jesus, Peter asks for a miracle that risks his own life. You know, I don't know about you, but if that was me, I think the conversation would look very different. <laughs> I, I would probably say, you know, Lord, if it is you, I'm not going anywhere until you prove it. I'd, you know, I'd say something like, you know, tell me my favorite ice cream. Or tell me the last three digits security code in the back of my credit card that I can never remember. <laughs> no, Lord, prove to me who you are. But no, Peter, he says, if it's you, tell me to walk on water right now. And he does. You know, there are only two people we know of in history who have ever walked on water. Jesus and Peter. He manages to walk on that water. He's going to the Lord, but then suddenly he is distracted by the winds and he takes his eyes off Christ. And he begins to sink. But the Lord saves him. Peter cries out. His prayer is, Lord, save me. Now, brothers and sisters, if that's not an analogy for Christians, I, then I don't know what is. We are supposed to be walking with our eyes on the Lord. And sometimes we are doing a great job. We can be doing amazing things because our eyes are fixed on Christ. But there is so much noise around us in this world. There's so much to distract us from the Lord. And when we get distracted, we begin to sink. It takes faith to remember the Lord is not in the wind. And the wind is in, in this analogy represents all sorts of stuff. It takes faith to remember the Lord is not in the news. The Lord is not in the divisive social media posts. The Lord is not in the most trending TV shows on Netflix right now. The Lord is not in the gossip. The Lord is not in the anger. The Lord is not in the violence. He's not in the hatred. The Lord comes in peace in a way we may not expect. And it's easy to get distracted by the wind and the storm but we are called to keep our eyes on the Lord, my friends. You know, and here's a little sidebar I want to unpack with you as well. 
You know, the way the New Testament writers want to convince us that Jesus is God is they want to show us. They don't just want to tell us, they want to show us. And all through Jewish belief and Old Testament revelation, there are certain things only God can do. And one of them is that God has mastery over the waters. You know, there are places in scripture where water is a symbol of chaos. In Genesis chapter one, when God creates the world, the spirit of God hovers over the waters and he brings order out of chaos. And today's gospel is even better than that. It shows us that Jesus has that attribute that only God has. He walks on the water and then he calms the water. When the disciples see him in fear, what does Jesus say? Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Does he say that? <laughs> well, you know, the translation we have in the lectionary is horrible, really. <laughs> you know, whoever translated these words of Jesus gets an F. Jesus doesn't simply say, it is I. In the original Greek language, Jesus says, ego eimi. Brothers and sisters, ego eimi is the name of God from Exodus chapter three. When God appears to Moses in the burning bush, Moses asks God to tell him his name. And God answers and says, ego eimi. We translate that in English as I am. Jesus today walks on water in the middle of a storm. The disciples are terrified and Jesus says, take courage, do not be afraid. Ego eimi, I am. So let me close with this brothers and sisters. Every time we come to mass, we get to be face to face with the same Jesus from the gospel. He is calling us from the midst of a storm to recognize his voice. And when God shows up here, he doesn't come with lightning. He doesn't come with earthquakes. He doesn't come with fire and wind. That's exactly how it is right now. The Lord is here right now. It's a place of peace. It's a place of beauty. It's a place of communion with the Lord. And then when we leave this mass, we step back out into the storm. So we fix our eyes on Jesus here so that we can step out of the boat and walk toward the Lord on the water. And if we keep our eyes fixed on him, brothers and sisters, then we can know that we will not sink. Amen.